0: Radio. I mean, it's it's definitely not my dick, but, like, it's one of those things I know where, it's like, not your... Jay, I know it's not your dick.
1: I've, se- I've, I've seen your, I've seen you're your like, dick. You're like, Lauren, is this Jay's dick? <laughs>
0: uh, no,
1: I mean, no. I was like, I know it's not your dick, because I've seen your dick through little gold shorts that you wore to fucking Broken Gawa, and I know I There's know no I way
0: you can see my dick in that fucking shorts. I got a gauge for size, buddy. I got a gauge for size. First of all, that... First of it's all, I'm, oh, all right, two things, two things. Two things. Those this is all going at the end had, of the show, by the way. Those shorts had zero flexibility. So it was like smashed. James. Smashed on her. And I've then, also seen and you and in then,
1: Speedos. I've also seen you in bike shorts. There's nothing there's right. nothing below your waist to impress. It's, it's the, same, is it's I'm the same
0: thing. It's the same thing. Same thing. I uh, should maybe there's three things.
1: Jam, that's Come down! Two, I'm not two, saying you're small. Two, you I'm a, I'm a grower, a big not a dick? shower. I'm a grower, not a shower. Are you trying to make me think you have a big dick? And, does it matter and three, if your friend like? I three. don't care if you have a big dick or not. It doesn't matter to me.
0: And three, I will be the first one to admit, I do not have large balls. Like they're just oh like there. They don't hang. Oh they're not God. like. Jay.
1: Jay, no one cares about the size of your dick. Most women don't even care about the size of your dick. They care that it works, right? And that you use it well, and that's it. I know i'm I'm just just saying but i'm just saying i've seen your bulge it doesn't impress anybody i know (laughs) so that dick pic that we got in our i'm aware i'm aware i knew that it wasn't you because yeah. But that dick pic is hard because that was impressive and yours isn't (laughs) welcome to super movie brothers let's start the show to
0: Super Movie Bros. I'm your host, Super Movie Brother Dave. I'm your host, Super Movie Brother
1: Jay. We got a fun fucking show for you guys. You know what? Uh, Me and Jay got our free guy review. It's a week late, sure. Uh, But I've actually been extremely under the weather uh, recently, so we had to record late in the week. Uh, I honestly, I thought I had COVID. And I was like, I've been vaccinated, but like, you know, Delta variant is out there, and uh, I wear a mask still when I go out, but like... I felt like fluey I felt like feverish I had I had uh, you know congestion which isn't actually a symptom of COVID I found out um, but I, I, I did have like that tightness in the chest and like raspiness and stuff like that so I got a six month old baby at the house you know if I, if I have it I, I gotta know because I'll be honest with you guys I oh yeah of course you do. I'm all over that baby. I love that baby. Me and him have a ton of fun together. So uh, and I would course, hope like, so, Dave. You're, you're, you're kind of stuck with him for life. Yeah, know. you know. And, and then also like my my daughter comes here all the time, and and like she's all over me when she's here. We spend like every minute. And the then when I'm together, over, so I'm all over you. you you're know, never that's, here. I know. You're, you're, you're not allowed over anymore. <laughs> I've been shunned. Not, so, not until so we get the new dog, we're also we're also dog hunting.
0: So instead of you, um, I'm going out with your sister to get my yeah, fix. Exactly <laughs> the family fix. She taught me everything that is me. Uh, <laughs> everything
1: I am comes from, from comes from my sister. Kim, uh, so. She's so cool. She's a great girl. Uh, but uh, so uh, we're also like dog hunting right now. Like not not dog shopping because we're adopting them. So we're hunting them. We're going to like uh, the dog that we want. We're going to tell the rescue just release it into the woods, and I'll I'll, I'll bag the bitch and bring her home. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, but we got to get a girl dog, and we're looking for, like, not a specific breed, but a specific temperament um, mm. of dogs. Something that can handle a husky. Something that is high energy enough to handle a husky, not as big as a husky, but can still handle, you know... It doesn't uh, quite
0: shed as much. <laughs> it doesn't
1: quite shed as much. So we're looking somewhere in the uh, in the Aussie Shepherd or uh, Aussie Cattle Dog uh, I'm category. so excited. This is like so, a new child
0: to me, too. Like yeah, family. so...
1: And Luca's like ten years old now, and and oh my he god, has, oh. Don't say like, that. I don't mean like when I say declining, I don't mean health wise, um, but like in in play yeah. and and like energy, he's declined a little bit, and he's he's fucking needy. He's so fucking needy anymore, and it's it's all because he doesn't have a little buddy. You know what I mean? He doesn't. He always had baby around, and even though they didn't interact that much. Just having something else with him during the day, something of closeness to him, gave him comfort. But now, like, when we go out, we have the camera in the house, and the camera will tell us, like, motion detected. And me and Lauren will be will be out, and I'll check the camera. And all you see, I should actually play the audio right here, if I can find one of them, is Luca, like, in the middle of the living room, and he lets out the loudest, most sad, gut-wrenching call. Because when huskies and wolves howl, they're howling and they're waiting for a response because it's going to tell them where the rest of their pack is. It's going to it's going to help them like locate how far they are from, from mm. their loved ones. So he lets out these this long howl. And when he doesn't hear a response, he goes into the next big room and does it again. And to the next big room and does it again. So and then he'll he'll go and jump back into the window really? and wait for us again. And it's like the saddest thing to watch. And I know just having a, a friend at home, like having another dog at home uh, would be good for him. So uh, it also, there's just tons of research that that shows that a younger dog- See, I dog, think he's howling for me. He misses He's me. not. <laughs> <laughs> but like a younger dog helps keep an older dog young sure you know keeps them active and stuff like that so it it, it helps their longevity and improves their quality of life so essentially we are looking for a pet for luca (laughs) we're looking at another pet for us but it's mainly a pet for luca so but i gotta tell you man the application process is fucking rigorous like we are filling out a ton of like information on these applications like yeah, we, we need to give them like the past 10 years of our vet records and stuff like that so they can sh- so we can show that we've taken care of our dogs in, 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 over time and stuff like that. I have to give them references. Jay, you're a reference. So you may get a phone call from a shelter asking what type of dog people we are. So remember, when people ask you questions, only ever answer the question that's being asked. Don't offer up any other information. That's, that's just... Because then it that's, sounds
0: like you're lying or you're bullshitting. Or you're, exactly. Or you're, uh, that's just your. Um, hey, what's it called? That's, uh, just,
1: that's just a guy with a forensic psychology degree who used to teach people how to interrogate people. So, <laughs> just saying. <laughs> when you're asked a question, never offer up any more information than answering the question that was asked. So, anyway, uh, that's that's what I've been doing. That's why we're recording late, and that's why we uh, didn't get our Free Guy review out sooner. So, we're gonna have Free Guy review. That's gonna be at the end of the show. There will be spoiler free, and then spoiler review. Uh, don't expect like a big deep dive into like spoilers and stuff like that. Uh, that'll just be more of like a free form conversation about how we feel about the show, about the movie, uh, and then of course uh, we will be doing what are you watching. And then we'll also have a brief trailer park for the Final Eternals trailer. But Jay, before we jump into all of that, we got to get into this week's fact. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You to. want answers? I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. It's the search for fact, not truth. All right, so this fact comes from Michael Gary. Uh, He emailed us to the Super Movie Bros podcast at gmail.com email, and he informed us that Matt Damon was actually originally sought out by James Cameron to play Sully in Avatar. And for salary, he was offered, Jay, are you ready for this? 10% of the film's profit over its lifetime. I actually knew that, and Matt Damon.
0: Well, I only knew it for a week or so, so I give uh, him credit. I give him credit. This is a new. This is a new thing in the news. It just yeah. Came out so like he, a, he 10 yeah he was ago, doing maybe. he was
1: doing an interview.
0: Um, yeah, he was promoting those Stillwater all over the place. So yeah. that came out, and he yeah he had a good chuckle about it. He, so he's Matt like,
1: Damon was offered ten percent. Of the highest of the grossing movie of all time. <laughs> of the highest grossing movie of all time. And he turned it down.
0: And you can see him in that role, too. <laughs> you can see him in that role and killing it way more than the Sam Worthington, obviously. What? <laughs> what an idiot. Oh, what a loser.
1: And the best part is, you know, Sam Worthington's like, wait, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah because
0: he got got paid like a million i got
1: paid daily rate (laughs) i got paid sag i got paid sag daily rate he literally (laughs) he
0: literally was like a nobody actor in in australia
1: literally so i love that fact i want to so thanks michael gary uh for sending that and the other thing that you sent along with that fact um you know you know what you sent (laughs) yeah well i'm a little envious because i didn't get it (laughs) the fuck I'll send it to you. you. (laughs) I won't mention it on the show because I don't want I don't want to get a string of these. (laughs) Um, But no, we'll 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 have a collage on the wall. (laughs) (laughs) No, see because literally the the like. Guys, he sent us a dick pic, Okay, thank you. And <laughs> say it, just say it. <laughs> he sent us a dick pic. and like the thing that, like that, like I, I but you was. You don't getting know whose dick. You know, it could be anybody's. So, like the thing I was, the thing I asked him was like, "Hey, man, like you know, I don't care, but like, did we in one episode ask for this? Because <laughs> it very much seems like that's something me and you would ask for in an episode. We'd be like, yeah, sure, send us your dick pics. Why not? Nobody knows that they saw it, but they did.
0: Nice dick.
1: Why not? <laughs> I mean,
0: I wouldn't put it past this.
1: <laughs> uh, that's what I mean. I don't know. This could have been 22. This could have been two, 300 episodes ago that we asked for dick pics and someone's just listening back and just being like, you know what? All right, guys. All right. Zzt. There it is. Unleashes least cracking. And Michael Gary, let me tell you, don't know why you sent us a dick pic, but you have a Kraken, me, friend. So that's this week's fact. I love that fact. It's uh, I I, I love seeing like per, like I love seeing like uh people who are, who are like Matt Damon who are like that rich that famous like being able to look back on a mistake they made and just being like that was that was a fucking bonehead move because that humanizes them. <laughs> it takes them down off their pedestal a little bit. All right, Jay. Uh, now that we've uh, gotten fact out of the way, let's get ourselves into this week's trailer park we're just going to talk briefly about eternal's final trailer cut the beat and let the music play no trailer park shout out to dave and jay i don't serve but there's a new wave we've been on since god save the right style i don't want to flow until i know it' the bass drop all right so this new eternal's trailer kind of starts off in, in a way that i like you know, it's uh, it's bringing things into the Marvel universe in a in a in a way that is very like post Thanos, very post Endgame.
0: Five years ago, Thanos erased half of the population of the universe, but the people of this planet brought everyone back with a snap of a finger. The sudden return of the population. Provided the necessary energy for the emergence to begin
1: How long do we have
0: seven days? We're eternals
1: We came here 7,000 years ago To protect humans from the Deviants. Why didn't you guys help fight Thanos? Or any war, or all the other terrible things throughout history?
0: We were instructed not to interfere in any human conflicts unless Deviants were involved.
1: By who? We need to find the others. Ajax, Salma Hayek, is talking to Icarus, who is played by Rob Madden, and she is basically talking about the fact that the people of Earth, these people who they have sworn to protect from the Deviants, but they will not interfere in any other affairs uh, of humans, basically saved the entire universe by defeating Thanos with one snap of their finger. But the energy released from that snap was enough to awaken something Inside the Earth, which is what the Eternals are now all going to have to band together to basically stop. And and obviously, I think in the center of the Earth will be a Celestial, but it's really about Ajax and, and uh, Icarus getting the band back together. I also do think
0: it's going to have some type of uh, thread for the next phase.
1: Oh, 100%. Sure. I think so, too. I think so, too. I think I think I think this is going to fit in with a, a lot of that y- remember, remember things are going to be getting very very uh, <laughs> not not to make a joke, but very internal, very but also very like external with like multiple universes and stuff like that. Everything's going to get a whole lot more galactic. It's going to get a whole lot more um sci-fi Star Trekky. <laughs> Star Trekky, yeah, it's a good way to put it. Things are things are going to get weird from here on out, but we do get our first look at the Deviants, uh, which seem to be, you know, they, like like I talked about in our last Tower Park breakdown. There were the Eternals that were made by the Celestials, but there were also the 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 Deviants, and the Deviants exist on Earth in the same way that the Eternals do. And they've been there for seven thousand years. So if you want to think of the of the deviants as something think of them as as demons from legend or or creatures of legend cuz the one we see coming out of the water very much looks like a water monster and it sprouts wings and then all of a sudden I'm like ah oh, it's kind of like a pegasus right so like they the deviants are are kind of just like these these evil entities that are hellbent on on murder and mass destruction and they're usually creatures and stuff like that but Now they're starting to rise, too, with the rise in the energy, and whatever is in the center of the Earth is rising. Now they are attacking humanity, and the Eternals, again, are going to have to put the band back together, even though most of them have no memory that they've been on Earth for 7,000 years and have no clue what being part of this band really means. (laughs) Which I find interesting. But we do get some great shots of of the celestials in this. But I think like ultimately, like my big takeaway from this is this movie looks fucking gorgeous. Like I made fun of Jay a whole lot in while well, in during his Green Night review, where I'm talking about like sweeping landscape shots that show just epic scale. That's Eternals. Like, there are sweeping landscape shots here yeah. that show epic scale, and it looks fucking pretty as shit.
0: And I wouldn't expect anything less after seeing No Man Land with this kind of budget in her hands. Woo, baby. She pretty much put, like, uh, yeah, it's phenomenal. It really is phenomenal, and I think one of the great things about this is going to be character driven now, you're going to be heavily wasn't
1: chloe w- wasn't chloe Zhao? uh the director of this movie that's who jay's talking about um was she was she was signed on to do this before she even did nomadland right no but she was signed on before it was released before it was released okay so before she was famous <laughs> before before she had an academy award
0: <laughs> yeah but of course you know in the industry they already see early cuts they know what they got going on they already knew yeah. That this yeah nomadland was a hit
1: uh, we also get we also get to see like kind of like small small versions of like everyone's powers a little bit which which I I really like seeing I, I like I like seeing their I did too and stuff. I did too
0: and you're gonna see more of that I think what's one of those things where like you could tell it's gonna be a long movie and I think it's gonna be really character driven with um the effects being really pretty well pointed and, and seamless within the real ground of reality. However, like I think we're going to allude to um,
1: it, th- the, the shot where the villain. Yeah, has their face. Angelina Jolie just, tied up the uh, face. It just, it's the only thing CGI in this trailer where I'm like, it doesn't work. It, do- I, I it feel reminded like it's, me it's of Justice
0: League, the first a Justice, Justice League. Yeah. Where like it the reminds face you of Steppenwolf. Like a fucking, yeah, Steppenwolf. Oh, my God. Yeah. However, Maybe they'll like, clean it up. I don't know. Maybe there's gonna be some kind of blowback from that. Who knows? I don't know. But
1: I like this. I, I like this idea because like a lot of what's going on in this tower seems very dour. It seems like like you know these characters are in dire straits. They're fighting for their life. Uh, it, it sounds seems, more grounded. Not so much does. dour. It's more grounded. It's it seems, more like it sense seems dark, reality. But correct. There is that. There is that levity to it, right? Like there, we get the end moment where where Rob Madden's Icarus kind of sm- hits the table, and goes, "What's this vibranium?" and it snaps in half and it falls. He goes, "No, it's fall collection from IKEA." <laughs> it's, like, it's, it's a nice. It's it's a nice little chuckle, but it won't like overshadow the the the, the heaviness of what's going on here. So uh, I like it. I think it looks gorgeous. I um, this trailer. Like we talked about in the last trailer park breakdown for for the Eternals, where I said I'm not seeing what Kevin Feige is touting. Kevin Feige was touting that this will be a best picture uh, nominee. Right? Yeah, contender. you were not
0: sold in that first. I was uh, not trailer sold in that first
1: trailer for that. Watching this, I went. I don't know. I like first. I don't know if this would ever be nominated for best picture. However, I can see now. What Feige was talking about, this, this a sense a sense about, of what he was is. talking
0: about, right? Um, I, I got I had I must say, it it enhanced it for me, and then it it was like two steps forward, it one step it. back kind of thing yeah. when I saw the face of the villain. So that honestly, I that is too strong of a thing that will bring me back and pull me back from it. So as long as they either freshen that look up a little bit better. Or don't show him too often close up. So where it takes me out of it where it looks too cartoonish. Um, I'm in. I'm all in. Cause I thought everything else looked fantastic. All the other special effects look fantastic.
1: Absolutely. So that's it. Like I you know, I said we weren't gonna be going long on this one, but Eternals will be getting it's its current tentative release date. I, I say tentative because even though Disney's keeping hard on the release dates, it seems like Things might move, given what's going on in the world right now. But November 5th, 2021, the latest rumor is like that Sony is moving all of their movies that are slated for 2021 release and just taking them over to 2022 and waiting and seeing what happens. So, uh, yeah, Venom has del- always
0: been a little bit more of a wild card in right. that way.
1: Venom has been delayed again, and it seems like Sony might be waiting and delaying things even further because it kind of you know to be to be fair there's been like 3 weeks where like big movies have come out and they're not performing in the way studios would want. Free Guy, which we'll be exactly. reviewing, isn't performing the way that a big studio would want it to perform. Uh, you know, The Suicide Squad, even didn't even the with way pandemic terms, even in pandemic you know, terms, so Jungle Cruise came out and it's not performing the yeah. way that you would want it to see. So if you're another big studio with big movies on your slate and you're seeing that and you're like thirty six million on an opening weekend for a movie that cost us three hundred million dollars to make, the juice ain't worth the squeeze, baby. Let's well, put it on, let's wait till twenty twenty two. Let's hope this does. Variant goes away.
0: Disney, Disney, not. and Warner Brothers seems to be having the biggest properties under the which belts are the that two are... that
1: are also pissing other studios off by doing their release the way they're doing them, which is half streaming service, half half some theater, some
0: so. some, some some stuff. Shang Chi yeah. is not.
1: We'll All see. Theaters. We'll see. Free guy For opening now. the way that it opened. Shang Chi um, might quickly become a a premiere access. Yeah, but it's coming also. out in two weeks. They better do something quick. Joe, we already talked about this last time when we did the Suicide Squad that we know that a lot of companies are essentially um, giving a mulligan to this year, to put it in a golf term that you would understand. And, and they're just like they're taking critical and audience scores more seriously than they have in the past. They're not looking at box office as heavily as they've done. They're just looking for what people liked. And if people liked yeah. it now... Hopefully they'll like it in two to three years when we put a sequel out and the theater is a healthier system. Or right. or we have a whole new system and everything is coming to streaming day and date as it's released in the theaters and you can choose where you watch it. And I like that idea because I would 100% choose to watch it at home. I got the TV. I got the sound system. I got I got it all set up. I can do it any way I want. And I could be just as happy watching it there. However, Dune is like that movie. It's like that movie that's out there where I'm like, man, I dude, I'm I, gonna, I'm, I'm I really buying see you a ticket the for the theater. <laughs> you're going to the theater
0: with me. Shut up.
1: That's fine, but I'm, bring, but I'm bringing. He'll be nine months old at that point, but I'm, bring, I'm bringing a nine month old with me. You ready for that, Jay? Are you ready to be that guy? No, you're not. You are you ready for me and you to be that couple in the theater? No, I'm not going to ruin baby?
0: everybody's experience by bringing a nine month year old baby. To the fucking take in theaters?
1: Then don't take me. Just come over and watch it with me after you see it in the theaters no, on I, HBO I, Max at home.
0: <laughs> I'll watch it in the theaters first.
1: <laughs> there you go. That's what I said. After you watch it in the theaters. But, Jay, that's going to do it for our Trailer Park uh, breakdown. Uh, so thanks, Thomas Iannucci, for always lending us uh, a bit of your music. Love you, buddy. For that. And, then, of course, you guys can check out Thomas Ianucci's music over on Spotify. It's uh, Thomas Iannucci, I-A-N-N. UCCI. You can check it out over there. He's got a new album that's dropping soon. Follow him on Instagram and Twitter. It's Thomas Ianucci over there, and uh, he's got some teasers and stuff for for what he's got going on over there. All right, Jay. Let's get into what are you watching? What are you watching? What are we watching? I think he's trying to watch some illegal channels. Always oh, watching. No, no, no. Go past this. This again. All right, Jay, since uh, I got down to watching uh, some new stuff, I'm going to get started with me for once. It's all about me. Uh, it's going to be me. It's going to so, be uh, me. So starting off my, what are you watching? This week, I watched Titans season three. So on HBO Max, Titans has now moved from the DC Universe app and is now on HBO Max. And season three kicked off last week with- Is What If on Disney Plus? What Ifs on Disney Plus, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but Titans is on HBO Max. I said HBO but Max. But it was Disney Plus. No, it was DC Universe app I said. Oh, sorry. <laughs> it's all right. That's all right. It's a defunct app, you know. It, it would hold no interest to you whatsoever. But anyway, uh so they they released the first three episodes of season 3 and I got to tell you, as a fan of the show, the episode 3 left me heartbroken. Just fucking gut punched. And uh, both me and Lauren were shocked at the end of it. If you're a fan of Titans and you haven't started watching it on HBO Max, now's the time because the first, by the time you hear this, four episodes are out now. Um, And I think so far, best season yet? Uh, Question mark. I sound like uh, Amelia Clark when she was doing the interview for Game of Thrones season eight and she goes, Best season ever! (laughs) And <laughs> you hear that question mark at the end. Uh, but no, I mean, so far, I'm, I'm impressed with the season. I like where all the main characters are. Uh, however, this season, as you'll see in the promo material, does involve Red Hood, um, which obviously, if you're a comic book fan, is Jason Todd. And it just the transition from, from Robin to death to resurrection as Red Hood, it's just happening way too quickly. Just immensely too quickly for 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 this for the show. The show ha- does do a, a terrible job of timeline of like how long has it been since since Jason died? How long has it been since Bruce Wayne's been missing? How long has it been since the Titans have been in Gotham? We don't know. They kind of like allude to the fact that it's been a little bit, but then they'd say like something like well this happened last night and it's like, well, I kind of thought that was a couple weeks or maybe months ago. I don't know. Uh, so it feels like just events are happening too fast and almost like the producer producers are like Red Hood's a hot button item let's get him on the show and it's like oh i don't think we've earned that turn yet and they're like it doesn't matter people like it so just put it on there who cares if our story has earned it or not that's a downside to me other than that i'm really enjoying obviously dick grayson and where they have his character and the rest of the titans characters and how they're interacting with this situation even though i don't quite buy the villain of red hood being where he is now That all aside, I still recommend Titans. I don't recommend it as highly as I recommend Doom Patrol. Like, if you had to choose, like, you have two babies, only one can live. One's named Titans, the other one's named Doom Patrol, and you had to throw one of them in a wood chipper, just throw Titans in the wood chipper and watch Doom Patrol. If you've got the time to watch both, though, watch both. And also, start watching that Harley Quinn cartoon that is on HBO Max now that was moved over from the DC Universe app. It's R-rated. It's fucking hilarious. And uh, I fucking absolutely love every minute of that. But just started re-watching seasons one and two of that. So, Jay, what did you get down to watching this week? I actually saw uh,
0: Coda from Apple and this is, was a big hit from Sundance. Could you tell I was Festival. talking? About, by the
1: way, could you tell I was talking about superheroes? Because Jay didn't say a fucking word. She gave me a bunch of crap about me not listening to her enough or something. I don't know. I wasn't really paying attention.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it's not my thing. It's not, your, uh, it's not just, your thing. I let you ramble. It's not your thing. Yeah, yeah
1: it's not your thing. No. But uh, you watch. So, so you watch Coda. uh a- Apple Apple TV Plus.
0: Yep. Yeah. Yep, this is an Apple original film. They picked this up from Sundance Film Festival. Coda um, is short for Child of Deaf Adults, and this is a gorgeous film um, that follows Ruby. She's the only hearing person in her deaf family. Yeah. She's got deaf parents and a deaf brother, yeah. and she is the only one that has hearing. And she is, you know, pretty much the crutch between the world of the hearing and the yeah. deaf. I, I actually and- watched this movie.
1: Um, you did, yeah. Oh. So, it, wow. Uh, the, okay. The trailer gave me like echoes of of uh, the sound of metal and stuff like that. But obviously, it's taking it in like right. a completely different direction. You know, instead right. of one person losing the ability to hear, it's one person hearing for everybody, which I thought was like Correct. an interesting way to 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 do it, where. Um, Ex- but it also makes sense within the it the, the context oh, it of does. their particular family the and being yeah, fisherman
0: family. And she's experiencing
1: things yeah. for them and sharing that experience with them in the only way that she knows how to how to do it and stuff like that. But it puts her in a very awkward situation. Very uh,
0: well, especially as becoming because she's about to graduate sure. high school, it becomes more complicated because you know. She's becoming her own woman and she has to make these really hard, difficult adult decisions along with, you know, love and college and her own passions of life and and and, and yeah. you know, what
1: she she wants you to can't do within be within her you, own life. You can't be, you know, an entire an entire life experience or at least an entire uh portion of a life experience for for others your entire life. And it's almost like a it's, it's almost like a metaphor for for adulthood like in a way in the fact mm-hmm. that like a, a, as a parent th- this is different because it's the child as the parent but like as a parent, you can't you can't always be that for your child. You can't always guide your child. you can't always you know you, you, you have to allow them to grow on their own. And they have to go off on their own to do that. You you eventually have to just let them experience life for themselves. Sure. And and yep. there's kind of like a metaphor in that. Um and it's 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 I like I, I like I liked that aspect of it a lot because in this, it's very much like a, a child is the parent, even though she's not the parent. I'm not saying like she pays the bills and stuff like that. But But
0: she's but she is a good part of like the adult in the household in yeah. many form. Many ways, yeah. 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 So, and and also just, you know, every dynamic, the brother, like that, that's the thing. Every single actor, every single character had a lot of respect towards it and they really delivered. And I think the story um, towards the end can get a little campy sometimes as far as like, you know,
1: a very polished, feel good type. That was, you know, and that was my big thing Um, was like, there. There's a fair, there's a fair bit of schmaltz in this movie. There's
0: sure, but I,
1: which I wasn't I, expecting from I, Apple TV. Like you know, well, but like Palmer had yeah, schmaltz, but like it also had like a harder edge
0: for me. It, it worked for me though, okay. and I and I and and maybe because I was a few drinks in, maybe it's because I'm also deaf in my left ear. I don't know, but. I was crying like a motherfucker. Yeah, I mean, I've been, I've been experiencing, um, I've been
1: experiencing uh, life by as as Jay's left ear for most of my life. <laughs> yes, yes. You know, uh, I've been telling Jay how things sound in the left ear, and I'm like, it's almost like the right, but it's a little different. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it's a little different. Uh, just I just I always wondered, like, what listening to music was like, because like, there's like certain. There's certain songs that, like you know, where like something's going on in the right speaker, and then there's a there's a callback on the left speaker and stuff. I'm always like, Jay has no clue what this song sounds like to me because there's a there, there's true. there's a call and true. response, and he's true. not hearing it from the left side. That's true. Yeah. So this song is always like, like for example, like there's like Thomas Ianucci song, uh, which plays for our trail park on the right speaker. You hear do 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 do, and then on the left speaker here do 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 do. So for you it just goes do 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 do, do 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 do, <laughs> and you're like that's a weird pause. And it's like oh no Jay, there's no pause. You just didn't hear what's going on on the left side. <laughs> maybe i don't know yeah you wouldn't know because you've never heard from that ear so
0: yeah but it depends on what platform i'm listening to that song on i think i listened to it through my phone i don't think i listened to it earbuds uh so. when
1: we when i put it on the show it's actually a mono track and then i split it into a stereo track so you're actually getting both but if i played it as just a stereo track uh you would only okay. hear it from left and right that's the difference between mono and stereo but anyway, uh, we record, we, we actually, me and Jay record in mono, uh, so it's easier for me to put the things together. But most of the stuff that I pull and I put in, like our music and stuff like that, that's in stereo. But when I export it, it's all into one mono track. But anyway, anyway, it's a little bit, it's a little peek behind the curtain. Anyway, I love. Also, mono helps me cut movie. out a lot of background noise. So sure. I liked it. I like, um, yeah, I, I like the movie. I liked it.
0: It was fine. This is a this is an A movie for me. Oh, I love this movie. It's, it's one of my favorites of the yeah,
1: year. I'm not. I'm not that high. Yeah, I'm not that high. Yeah. I'm like a. I'm like a B plus. I I liked it. Yeah. I I, I liked it. I had a. I had a good time. Again. With it. again I'm, I'm curious. That,
0: I'm curious if I uh, rewatch it if it's going to hold up the same kind of grade level like I thought it was initially. But um, I
1: don't remember what we gave Palmer. But like I didn't. I didn't. I went with it. Pretty. I didn't good. enjoy this. I mean, uh, this was, like, Palmer, Palmer. I
0: think Palmer. I feel like I gave it a B or B plus. Yeah, I like Palmer um, way
1: more than this. Okay, okay. I mean, I, I like the Dog's Way Home probably more than this. I, but I'm a dog I really person, love, so.
0: <laughs> I, I really love the music teacher. This guy apparently is really, really like well-renowned, just isn't really um, as famous in the U.S. as he should be, I, from what I hear. Yeah. Eugenio, uh, Eugenio Dubez, Durbez, that guy
1: yeah i would I, that that i wouldn't know <laughs> so uh but no i i did i did enjoy the movie i as, as far as like going back it's and worth watching watch. it again we'll say probably that. not so between dave and jay
0: it's worth the watch yeah, for sure go check oh, it for out sure. if you have you know especially if you have apple it's certainly worth it's a watch another thing there's not much content out it's there it's
1: another thing for apple tv plus that's just like it's another feather in the cap it's just another reason to to get it and uh, I think me and Jay are both early adopters of it, and yeah,
0: I mean, and they actually spent a record twenty-five million from Sand Sundance for this movie yeah. as well. So, so they have the record and, uh, now for movies out of Sundance. And
1: Ted Lasso, I mean, that's just that's the real reason to get it. <laughs> the show that keeps on giving, <laughs> it just keeps on giving. I want it. They just had the Christmas episode, it's, and oh my God, did it! Did it deliver? It's so good. That show is just so fucking good. It's too fucking good. It's too. Who's good. your favorite? Good? Who's your favorite character in, in Ted Lasso? Oh. Fuck, My man, there's so My many. Mayan's got to be. He's here. He's there. He's every fucking where. Roy Kent. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love Roy Kent. Uh,
0: so Roy Kent, I'm not surprised at all that that is your guy.
1: <laughs> um, he literally goes through life as an angry fucking cunt to everybody, and I was like, "Yeah, yep, that is straight, literally straight faced. That is exactly that is literally how I I, I, I live at least my professional life. I am an angry cunt to everybody. Uh, and in 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 real life, I'm, I'm I'm a pretty nice guy. And so is Roy Kent. So, uh, you know, no, he is, he is. I
0: I do I do find it amusing. I really um. I don't know. I, 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 you know, honestly, I picture you, I you as just, a Jamie Tart. I love Tart. I picture you as a Jamie uh, Tart. I think, I, I, I well, think, like in, uh,
1: in life, thank you. You have to fail to to find yourself, and that's and that's where Jamie Tart is right now in his life. He's failing well, to find he is himself right now, currently. Yeah, but I think I think Ted
0: Lasso himself. I think I think he's my favorite uh, character because I love he he's good for me. Like I, I, I don't know I, I need to see characters more like him because it keeps me out of my uh, depression
1: uh, all the time. So Ted is a uh, yeah, he, he's a beacon he, he's a very, in, a, in an otherwise bleak world. So he he certainly is he certainly is. All right Jay. Uh, so another thing that I got down to watching uh, was I watched the Star Wars Bad Batch season finale. Uh, so I'm not going to get into Bad Batch too much. I'm not going to like start breaking down Easter eggs. I actually want to do a whole episode on Bad Batch. And I asked Tony from Take Two Podcast to join me for that. So um, I'm, I'm, I'm probably going to maybe put together like a a panel maybe of people who have watched the entire series to do that. I don't know when we'll do that, but it's kind of like an idea I'm kicking around. I, I pretty much have to find or make the time to, to do that and edit it. I might just release it as like a here's a stream of consciousness of us talking about it type thing. But anyway, uh, Bad Batch, it's good. It's good it's it's the best it's the best visuals that the Star Wars animated uh, stuff has has had to date uh, and that's that's a big thing for it but uh, it's also it's interesting because it's a side of the of Order sixty six and the rise of the Empire that we haven't seen from from basically the average soldier's point of view and stuff like that. But uh, as far as like uh, you know first seasons of of series go, this is probably the strongest season one that a Star Wars animated show has had. It's probably the most adult that a Star Wars animated show has had, uh, subject matter wise. However, it I think it still suffers a little bit from like that season 1, you know, still trying to get its footing and by season 2 and 3, it might really catch its wheels in the sand that it's been spinning in and really take off. That's what I'm hoping for. I I it, I don't get me wrong. I enjoyed season 1, but it had its stinker episodes. And I think that i i think that's true of all star wars animated series i think they all start from a place where uh they're kind of just trying to find their footing trying to find their audience trying to find the story that they're want that they're wanting to tell and then in season two and three dave filoni really will sink in deep however uh this does have a massive uh like easter egg and uh you know, lead in to the Mandalorian in the fact that like a major scientist from Kamino is now firmly planted as a slave to the Empire and will be working as a genesis in the Empire. And when she's taken to the Empire, she is greeted by someone in a white and gray outfit with the Kaminoan cloners symbol on her shoulder. And I was like, oh, we've seen people like that in the Mandalorian. It's very clear what they have in mind for this uh, for this Kaminoan, a scientist who's been captured and taken uh, to an imperial facility. By the end, so it's it's also Dave Filoni building upon his Filoni verse that he's doing for Star Wars and stuff like that. So, is it worth the watch? Hundred percent, because if you're a big Star Wars fan, you gotta watch it. Sorry, it's just going to be tying into a lot of shit that's going on with Star Wars on Disney Plus moving forward. So um, there, there, there's some reason to watch it there. But also, I, I do think it has, I do think it has a lot of heart, and I think uh, they're going to build off of the things that happened in this season, leading into more seasons and stuff. And I think that out the gate, this is the strongest animated uh, season one that Star Wars has had. It's just still not quite there yet, but I think they're getting there. Uh, But if you're a big Star Wars fan and you haven't been watching Bad Batch, now's the time. It's all out. Go watch all 16 episodes. Cool man, cool man. What what a fucking what a fucking chode response that was. Jay.
0: Well, that's 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 all you, brother. <laughs> but
1: Jay Jay's going to continue watch the Mandalorian, and he's going to be confused at moments, and I'm going to have to explain to him that this is a callback to Bad Batch season one, episode like uh, seventeen. How, how am I going to
0: get confused? It's going to be a, literally an Easter egg thing that only. You people will pick up on, and me will serve zero purpose within the show. That I'm just gonna wash over me, probably not, and not care
1: about. I get about. the feeling, I get the feeling, like uh, Dave Filoni is gonna be pulling no punches coming forward now that no, he has more. Creative, you won't do that. Now that he has more creative no. control, I think there's gonna be some things no. where they're gonna be start treating Star Wars like the MCU, and you either watch it all, or you're gonna be missing out on some shit.
0: Well, I won't watch it then. <laughs> fuck, I, I, I don't enough. fuck it with animated is like that. I I can't. do It's it. so um, good though,
1: Jay. It's so good. I can't it looks it. so I pretty.
0: Anyway, I I'll just to turn it off or false. HBO Max so, comedy uh, about yeah, upper class people. It's, it's it's exactly. It's a, it's it's a, it's a um so okay, so there's a few different groups of people that come to this tropical island, kinda like a Hawaii type of thing. Um it's a seven episode mini
1: series. Yeah. And I'll, it's already got I'll, green lit for season two. I'll be honest, new characters, uh, Dil- new setting. Dylan from Beard Brothers podcast, very excited. My my, my video game buddy, um, yes. he told me <laughs> he not to it. watch it. But however, well for you, yes, I would say not watch it. Yeah,
0: because it's not for everybody. However, it's very soapy. It's very um, dark, humored. Is that like just just for a uh, C list ensemble? Gr- It's in all its glory. Just for full disclosure purposes,
1: Dylan also doesn't like Shit's Creek, which automatically made me be like, are you even a human? You are pukes. You are the lowest form of life on Earth. You are not even human fucking beings. <laughs> but he said he never got past season one. And I was like, Oh, yeah, that that But he watched season one. Yeah, I was like, But th- and he still didn't get past But that's through rough <gasps> because like no, he never finished oh season my one. Oh god. I was like oh, season we, one is well, the weakest Shits Creek season, however Yeah, but I fell in love with the characters in season one. So but from what I hear, there's nothing to love. Like if he about gave up the characters. If he gave up Lotus. after three
0: episodes, then I can understand. Three like, or four episodes, he,
1: yeah. That's that's about it, yeah. That's about all he made it. Uh, yeah, but from what I hear, uh, unlike Shit's Creek, White Lotus has no one who you're gonna fall in love with. Like you're going to love to hate them um, all.
0: Well, th- that's my point. You're gonna love to hate a lot of different kind of characters because they're all in certain certain kind of ways tormented, shitty in their own little ways, very flawed. Some turn to the light. Some turn to the dark. It, it's an evolution and it's just it's it, oh my god this is a show that literally by episode to episode gets better and better and better the more you get to See, know these characters and you realize these actors are just you you tell me not to roles. watch
1: something and then you describe it and I'm like you're right I won't like it but now I want to watch it just so I like it just to piss you off
0: <laughs> just to sh- okay, I gotta piss just show off, how buddy. wrong you are but, but the point, I but but the fact that HBO actually picked up a season two, you know, Mike White, Mike White is the writer director showrunner whatever, he's the guy behind it, and 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 you know it's gonna follow different people and a different resort within the world, you know, uh, that the White Lotus owns, you know, and it's it's, you know, and it's a mystery too as well, you know, there's like there's so much shit going on with it, it's so much fun. And I think there is a lot of shit that you're going to enjoy from it. Because it is very deadpan at times. Actually, you know what? You should watch this. This I like dark humor. to, To be honest, the more I think about this, the more I think you will like this. Um Listen uh, listen to Jay I, I, thinking like I, I, my life's all I'm, fucking I'm,
1: sunshine I'm, and fucking rainbows like I like no, I no 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 <laughs> it, it, it's and it, it's a big play between the the the, How, the way, people
0: go in there. You're describing yes, it, and the
1: people that actually work there the way you're and describing the it work reminds there. me of like the the new hulu show which has like uh nicole kidman and uh oh i haven't watched and, uh, that uh, yet yeah. and nine nine, Perfect nine Perfect strangers. strangers yeah where, where like they they all kind of like go to like this uh this this boutique like health resort uh all mm. to to like be healed and transform and transformed and stuff like that but they're all like from various forms of life and stuff like that but there's also like your rich assholes mixed in there and stuff like that. I haven't watched it yet. Uh, I kind of meant to watch it but I'll be honest. Melissa Ma- I mean it's not far removed from Melissa that, McCarthy's um, like being in it. Oh, she's in it. She's in it. I was like Do I watch this? I'm like, on one hand, I got Nicole Kidman, who like, as far as like TV has gone in recent years, has fucking knocked it out of the park, like with everything she's done. True. And then I got Melissa McCarthy, who everything she's done over the past couple of years has really made me go like, yeah, I don't need any of that. I don't want to watch that. I don't need it. Uh, So I'm like, I'm Um torn uh it, it's like a, if i, I have time that. i might watch nine perfect strangers i don't know
0: I, I am i am curious i will say that i am
1: curious about it so you're recommending um, white lotus for a i certain am crowd i am for, I, for the jays indie I, corner crowd. i, I, I,
0: I nah, but not even so much that i think people who no nah, i think people that actually enjoy some fun cheeky drama you know will enjoy it um Give it, give it, give it, give it a, give it a little bit. I mean, you're, you're, it's only gets better, like I said, and it just has. It's just so much fun. It's just, it's just a fun, fun show. It's, it's really worth it. I think um, I'm so. Ha- I enjoyed watching it so much, and I'm so happy that it got picked up in season two. Just to see, not that I need to follow these characters anymore, uh-huh. but I think this guy has a really interesting uh, perspective of storytelling. Okay in a mini series type setting within different kind of worlds and resorts and characters. So fair enough. Yeah. Well, Jay, uh,
1: before we get into our free guy review, uh, I got one final thing to talk about. It is, uh, Disney plus Marvel. What if, so we got the first two episodes now. Um, and I purposely waited until the second episode came out before I started talking about this because I did not like the first episode. I did not like the Peggy Carter Captain America episode. I thought the dialogue was absolutely fucking terrible. You got Bucky running around saying things like, uh, oh, who are you, the queen of England? And then like he comes running in at one point and goes, oh, who ordered the calamari? And I'm like, when the fuck did Bucky become such a fucking cut up? You know what I mean? Like, uh, but I hated every bit of dialogue that came from Bucky's mouth. Um, but also, like the first episode did this thing where it's like we're going to retell Captain America: The First Avenger, but instead of you know, obviously, instead of uh, Captain, instead of Steve Rogers becoming Captain America, Peggy Carter steps in to the chamber, gets a hit with the uh, with the Super Soldier Serum and the Vita Rays, and comes out as as the Super Soldier. And that's all well and good. But what I didn't like was Peggy Carter was exactly like Steve as Captain. America america practically you know she was she was this 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 completely you know altruistic good doer uh and and in my mind i was like this is the woman who went on to run shield in the main universe she is flawed right she should have more questionable morals than steve had why didn't we explore that why didn't we explore the fact that like someone else with the super soldier serum would act differently than Steve acted with it? Why is she completely good and altruistic? I won't spoil the ending, but by the ending, this character is not done in in the what if universe. So maybe she might come back and we might get aspects of that and they might develop it a little bit more. But as far as like the first episode went, I was completely unimpressed. It's like they tried to cram two hours of movie into 32 minutes of television and they were like, there you go presenting itself and like i was like ah, if they're all like this i'm i'm not going to like it that much hmm. no sir i didn't like it I, I'll enjoy bits of it because there was don't get me wrong there was a montage scene of them fighting Hydra like all throughout the, the World War II front that I thought was great with Steve in the Iron Man outfit and her you know basically jumping on top of planes and, and hitting pilots with the shield and throwing them out and stuff like that and I was like that's that's a lot of fun the action bits are a lot of fun but as far as the story goes as far as the character goes you're not wowing me at all however episode two then came out Which is the one where T'Challa is picked up by the Ravagers and uh, becomes Star-Lord and becomes a space hero and stuff like that. That episode, I absolutely fucking loved. Seeing Thanos as like a reformed villain, now a hero and part of the Ravagers... Fucking awesome uh and and just seeing t'challa like in that role when his relationship with Yandu was was awesome uh it, you know and the only thing i didn't like was like the collector as like this big buff bad guy and i was like why is the collector all big and buff and it's like i guess because thanos was big and intimidating and imposing and he was previously the villain of the galaxy now since the collector is now the bad guy, I guess he had to get big and buff so that he would be physically intimidating as well. I don't know. But the fact is I fell in love with Chadwick Boseman as the Star Lord character. I loved Yandu in it as I've loved Yandu previously, but I loved Thanos and I loved the way they, they, they made the Ravagers feel like these uh like 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 this band of of, of heroes, reformed villains now heroes. All because of just this bright spot in the universe that was brought to them to the celestial realm by the Ravagers, which is T'Challa, and it's it's awesome. It was a really really good episode. Uh, so if like I'm scoring, you know, what if now I'm just like it's one bad, one good. What well, we got next, you know, I'm I'm hoping for something that's gonna blow me away. And uh, episode two of What If kind of blew me away. Episode one. Left me like ugh. I don't know what to expect from here on out. So it's a mixed bag, really. I think this is going to be very episodic. Ep- but I think episode. that's what it's always going yeah. to be.
0: Like that's what you would expect. Yeah, from episode by episode. I, mean, I might it's not like be, it. Yeah, of course, it's going to be all kinds of different perspectives that not everybody's going to mm-hmm. like. It's a fucking random mixed bag of possibilities I'm just saying I'm just saying some like people are not gonna this like.
1: one explored some people will love the, the, the second one explored some, some difference about like the, second, the second episode explored some differences in, it, in the storyline from Guardians of the Galaxy 1, and it was actually completely different than the storyline of Guardians of the Galaxy 1, to the point where I was like, this is good. I like this. Like, to, But where Peggy Carter was just so similar to what we got before, I didn't feel like it was much of a what if at all. It was just changing character A for character B and character B for character C, and i like, who cares? The story practically stayed the same. They just added... A monster at the end instead of a giant you know explosion or a giant uh helicopter plane that's going to take you know bombs to new york they added a giant creature from a different realm and i was like okay i guess to be different that's why you would do that anyway uh what if so far mixed bag for me um uh Really love an episode too. And like when, I, w- when I'm when i all done with this, I get the feeling like I'm going to go back and I'm going to watch episodes that I really liked and other episodes. I'm going to be like, never have to watch it again. Don't care. Could care fucking less about it. And uh, yeah, but that that might be the formula of the show. You know, it's not meant for, for you know, each episode may not meant be meant for everybody. You know, it may not be as different as you thought. So Jay, you ready getting a free guy? Let's do yeah, it. Because, uh, we're, we're, we're running a little long A little long But Jay, let's head over Let's get into our free guy review This character in the video game Free City Has been turning heads by being the good guy We love you blue shirt guy Watch out for the They seem nice Blue shirt guy is the first real artificial intelligence Whoa! Too high Too high oh! This whole world's about to end Don't you think you'd want a chance to save it? We have to fight for it! We have to fight together! That actually hurt my hand. All right, Jay, quick synopsis. Free Guys, directed by Sean Levy and written by Zach Penn. It stars Ryan Reynolds as the titular character of Guy. Guy is an NPC in a massively popular video game, which is clearly based on GTA Online. This video game is called Free City. Guy goes through his day-to-day life doing the exact same shit, drinking the same coffee, going to the same boring job where he does and says the same shit to the same people every day. Which literally is what it's like being middle class in the United States. That is until Guy decides that he wants a change. Guy begins to interact with his world in a whole new way. Once he meets the, once he meets the character of Molotov girl. Now, Guy must earn her love, rally his fellow NPCs, and weed out corruption in Free City by being a good guy and showing that the powerless can be powerful with the right motivations. And in this case, that motivation is Molotov girl's poon for her kiss. It's really about a kiss, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's less dirty than than blowing it down to to, to the hunt for 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 Vagish <laughs> one 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 good looking girl well, yeah just to get their
0: attention just, and get fixated to on take you it, to take it to take it in the like, route that the uh, movie did
1: to, to take it in the route that the movie did love 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 at first love sight. Love at first sight. Exactly.
0: Which I know which I know all too much
1: about. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't want to boil it down to, you know, the terrible things. But uh, no, look, man, I I liked I liked this movie. I really did. I I loved things about it like like little details in the background of like Playable characters uh, who are randomly firing guns in the air as like guys just going through his normal day, just enjoying his coffee, and there's like this this playable character in the background just like shooting a helicopter down and like, explosions going on behind guy, and he's just like walking and I'm like that's funny. It's you know it, it, it's it's a funny look at things about like how how we ignore you know the the. The true pandemonium that's going on in our own world as we go through like our, our daily lives and there's like even like this like really funny thing where like guy is like at an ATM and he's checking his balance and in the background you see like someone like running against the wall and then just jumping in the air and then running against the wall again jumping in the air and it's like if you ever played an MMORPG like you see character you see people doing that in the background all the time if you've ever played Assassin's Creed you've done that yourself <laughs> It's also just 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 like an interesting world that that's been built. Um like I like this idea that like the entire crux of the story is the fact that like it's stolen technology and stuff like. It reminded me a lot of like um Silicon Valley, right? Where, where like they, they get in like deep about like how, how this is technically intellectual property is owned by this company because it was developed by so and so at this time and stuff like that, which I thought, I thought was, was, was interesting. It, it's, it's like an interesting real world way to like really ground what's going on in this in this movie with with our with our real world
0: i really enjoyed the fact that this was just a easy breezy fun movie Definitely was. that literally your brain did not get distracted at any given moment you were hook line and sinker in this movie threw through in throughout and i really appreciated the fact that you had no time to pause from that and it was always an enjoyable experience now again there was a ton of Easter eggs that obviously this is more inclined to Dave's world but um, that I, I realized I I was probably I out there that I did not section. yeah did I, yeah that I did not probably notice so much of but I appreciated the fact that like you know it was very well aware of itself very improv driven I definitely had so much fun with this movie I mean you know and it kind of rose to the occasion i thought you know some chokes landed a little flat but nothing was terrible
1: you know no 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 and no, a lot no, of no stuff no. really sad ryan you know? reynolds so has it was, it was never has the ability to yeah. be perfectly comedic timing like that's just what ryan sure. reynolds does it's just
0: i think perfect. he understands the tone of each movie that he's going for as much as as possible, and and I think the big MVP of this movie is Sean Levy. Sean Levy, the director, was by far to me the MVP of this whole movie. I think he did a fantastic yeah. job um, visually, special effects wise, driving the narrative along, there's, keeping everything reeled in as much as possible. Oh, for sure, because it's just all there's over also the place. like this
1: this this great underlying like uh, you know thing that's going on where it's like. It's really about being woke, right? It's th- that's what this movie's about. This movie's about being woke. It's about ultimately. It's about it's about looking at the world around you and and making a positive change in it, right? And, and, and it really is at its heart about one person making a difference, you know. And and the best part is like, guy's not just changing one world; he changes two worlds. He changes his own, and he changes the the real world as well by 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 doing what he does by by going out there and becoming a good guy. He becomes a beacon. Uh, he becomes inspiring. I also really love the villain of Antoine, like played by uh, Taika Waititi. Like Antoine represents everything that's. Wrong. I had a
0: love hate relationship with him.
1: He represents everything that's. Sometimes wrong. I
0: felt a little too. Forged, but don't but, yeah. don't
1: get me wrong. In the in tech in the tech world in tech culture there are people exactly like Antoine. Sequels and
0: IP bro. Sequels are way better than originals. Who's the best martial artist in the whole wide world? Oh, Steven God. sequel
1: he is obvious oh I know he is know. obviously like you know a an amalgam of, of multiple very different like Kanye West inspired yeah. like yeah I mean he, he like, but they're for thinking yeah there, there are you know he, he's he's how would you, he's, he's definitely like an allegory for the for someone like that like Kanye West but like really he's it, it, it's it's amped to 11 just just for the purposes of, of the movie but There are crazy, insane bastards like that in the tech industry. Um, And, and I love the way like this, this movie, like it takes video games in, in a realm where it's like people become emotionally attached to these things, right? Like that's a real world thing. I remember playing mass effect and, being like, no, Liara's Bay Like I, I I I shipped Liara in Mass Effect one. She wasn't in Mass Effect two, so I shipped nobody else <laughs> in Mass Effect two. So that by the time I got her back in Mass Effect three, I could be like, What's up, Bay? No, nah, I I I ain't been with nobody else. I've been waiting for you. <laughs> Like you become emotionally attached to like characters Damn. in video games. And so it's a very real thing. Um and, and this was actually perfectly uh encapsulated by the fact that like, you know, Moltoff girl has her first kiss spoilers with Guy. Um, and as she does it, there's literally an N seven sticker on her comp- on her laptop that she's playing a game on, and N seven is a symbol from Mass Effect. So I kind of like. I was like, is that a reference to the fact that we just had like an emotional moment in a video game that involved like two characters falling in love, and then Mm -hmm. we immediately show a Mass Effect sticker, which I would I would expect has has romantic subplots in it. I was like, yeah, because we do get emotionally attached to our video games. Um, But I also like the fact that kind of like this plot, even through its comedy and its silliness. It's kind of a deconstruction of the theory of we're all living life as a simulation, which very smart people in this world very much believe. Elon Musk believes that we are living a simulation, that we very well could be a simulation created by a higher race, or we could all be a video game character. We could all be that NPC who is waking up in the morning drinking the same shitty coffee every day, going to the same shitty job. It really is an allegory for being middle class in this world, for just you know going through life and and doing the same shit every day and expecting different results, but we don't. Um and the cameos in this fucking movie were oh, Channing Tatum, so good. The boy ain't done so nothing in years, but like at the same time seeing him I went like it don't matter. He's just he's just so good. At these.
0: I I missed him. I actually missed him on so, screen. He's and just he, so
1: good he, at these cameos, man. He played up.
0: The role perfectly. Yeah. Perfectly. You could not have casted a better camera no, than no, that. No,
1: absolutely not.
0: In that kind of role. Yeah. So
1: I mean, there there was a lot to love in this movie. I thought it I thought it's its comedy was 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 well done. It was perfectly timed and everything like that. I thought that, you know, the world building worked really well. It made me feel like this is something that could be could be true to life and by the time we, you know, by the time we got to the end, yeah, fuck, it's it's schmaltzy as hell. But then again, this is a PG thirteen movie that was developed by Twentieth Century Fox and ultimately bought by Disney midway through its production and became a, a Disney movie essentially. That it's, I, I, I think maybe it might have been better off for it. I, I watched this movie, and I went like, man, I wish they went a little bit darker. I wish they could have put a harder edge on this movie. I wish I wish they could have gone deeper into some of these concepts and stuff like that. And then I realized, like, sure, they could have done that, and it would have been rated R, and it wouldn't have reached the it's audience that it not reached, the movie and it wouldn't have exactly. made the money that, yeah. it, that it made. Like, it's not the summer movie that they were trying no, to do. No, no, Uh Jay, what else did you like about this movie before we get into some of the cons?
0: I, I think ultimately, you know, the characters... And the actors, I think, were really just on point and on page with each other. And I think, um, obviously, our main vixen herself, Jodie Comer, big young rising star in Hollywood. I think she was fantastic as well. Yeah, and um, and Joe Keery from Stranger Things. I think he babysitter Steve was fucking awesome in it. Yeah, and 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 our boy, Uh, and Bukhar, he—they both had phenomenal roles that were a lot larger than I think a lot of people initially realized in, it, in promotion um, in this movie. So they were fantastic. They were really
1: good. Is it possible for someone to go more over the top than Ryan Reynolds? And the answer is yes. It's Taika Waititi. <laughs> <laughs> He's really good at going over the top and playing this type of character. Um, uh, you know, I I wouldn't be surprised if most of what Taika Waititi did was. Was ad lib because he, you know, we know he's so good at that with things like, you know, in uh, Into sure the shadows it, yeah. and stuff like that, and a uh, hunt for the water people and stuff. Like, I feel like most of the comedy that he put forward here was just from himself, just period. Like, I'm not sure if they if they had a script for Taika Waititi and if they did, whether it was completely ignored, maybe it was followed to an extent, but like they just kind of he, he's just that guy that like just let him go. And see what comes back to you. <laughs> and I, I think him as the villain really worked really well. But for some of my cons, Jay, this, some of it may seem a little nitpicky, but I'll just get started with the first one I had on my list where some aspects of this world don't make sense. Like there's a playable character, Molotov Girl, who sits on top of a guy's lap and goes, oh, my God, is that a gun in your pocket? And he goes, it, it is. And she reaches in and grabs it and pulls it out. And I was like, well, wait a minute. She's not wearing a haptic suit. So how are you, mouse and keyboard, Feeling that there's a gun in his pocket. Not quite sure. Also, like the whole idea that like you take the glasses off of the playable character and then you can put them on and become a playable character. I was like, but what glasses? That makes sense if this was like a VR world, but this isn't a VR world. People are playing this with mouse and keyboard. So doesn't make sense. But plot convenience moving on, um, you know, the this movie felt like it was written by somebody who had researched video games, but never really played them themselves. Uh, there's, there's like a lot of times where are just like, Oh, just reboot it. And like, everything will go back to normal. And it's like, well, no, cause there's save data. Like that's fucking stupid. That doesn't make sense. Like, like there, there, there's a point in the movie where they decide just to like reset the servers and it'll erase everything. And it's like, but, if I have saved data, that's not on your servers. That's on my hard drive. So like you can't, if one character gives me, let's say a video that has damning evidence of something that I need for my legal case in the game and I save it, it's on my save data on my hard drive, not on your server. At least the way I know it. Um, also, isn't it a little cliched for the, for the for the main character to be kissed and then just like wake up and be like, oh, I remember everything. <laughs> uh, and there is there is a villain in this movie who has Ryan Reynolds' face. Um, if you watched the, the most latest trailers before this movie came out, that was spoiled for you. Uh, but that deep fake Ryan Reynolds' face on top of a big buff body. I lift things up and put them down. Excuse me? I lift things up and put them down. Did not look right that like Disney just hired a guy who was really good at doing deep fake videos that he can continue putting uh, Mark Hamill's face on other people's bodies because he was so good at it that it was so seamless to to be like there's an amateur out there quote unquote amateur who was that good and then you put out a major Hollywood production that has Ryan Reynolds face deep faked on top of this guy's body and it looked awful just went like you you just didn't hire the right people. To do it, and then uh, my big problem is like towards the end of this movie, there's a lot of sacrifice, right? Like guy has to sacrifice a lot uh, to 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 get his ultimate goal in the end of freeing Free City from from the clutches of this evil organization, and and ultimately saving himself and the rest of his NPCs, you know. And at the end, he gets it all back. It all just comes back to him. And that really bothered me because it makes you feel like that you can achieve great heights but not sacrifice anything to do it. And it's like that's not that's not it. If we're trying to make this fake world, you know, as important as a real world, then that means that real world consequences have long lasting effects. And for it to just all go back and just have this big schmaltzy ending where it's like nothing has any permanence. It's just like ah damn. You almost had me, movie, but then then you did that. So, uh, Jay, any other cons for you? I think ultimately it
0: was one of those things where it, it's just more of like some like script stuff as far as dialogue. You know, some stuff worked, some stuff didn't. Um, you're right, the Ryan Reynolds-esque kind of character later on in the film could have been done better. Um, it
1: just doesn't look good, and like I said, if there's someone out there who's, yeah, who's like, a quote unquote it's, it's, amateur at this, and they do it better than quote unquote professionals do, then that why why I are we feel, doing it?
0: I I feel like it's just I feel like it's Ryan Reynolds in makeup. It's not. It's not. You looked into it. Okay. Nope.
1: Nope. That is an actual bodybuilder's body and Ryan Reynolds' face superimposed, deep faked on top of it. Now, it works for the context of the movie and the fact that it was rushed and put together. It's
0: a video game world, yeah. You can get away with bullshit, weird-looking stuff like that. But um, I think ultimately the number one thing about this movie is that it's, it's, it's so much fun. I've had more fun with this movie, I think, than... 99% 99% of other movies this whole year, for better or worse, I don't care. It's just one of those things where, like, even though I'm not a gamer, even though I'm this is not normally my cup of tea, I just simply was an easy watch. I had a fun time with it, it was a good time. I
1: think that's to the movie's credit. I think, like, maybe non gamers might like this movie more than like gamers do. Like, I, I, per- maybe because maybe. I, I think this is like. This is what you know. Mass media thinks of video games put on screen versus what it really right. is. Right? Maybe
0: it's because I'm not a gamer. Yeah.
1: I versus like what games really are to people who sure. play them. You know sure. what I mean? Like sure,
0: a, that's, that's a very good point. That's a whole different conversation. That um, and I'm a gamer, so you can have with somebody right, else. Right. I'm a gamer, I so like I looked at this and better, I went like,
1: "This is what you think." This is what you think gamers are. This is what you think about gamers, and this is what you think video games are. And it's really, it's really not that. But you know, it's okay for popular media to think that because the whole point of being a gamer is the fact that, like, um, I do feel like I'm on the outside, you know, experiencing something that maybe not a lot of other people are. So it's fine. It's fine. Uh, you know, I, I I know like we did this as a, in like a very like um very mundane fashion where it's like pros and cons and stuff like that but really that was just my way of breaking it yeah, down but it's so such that a, i can do know, it you know it's one of those harder films to no, break down no it is down, but but i'm i'm know? doing it this way so that so that i can get and into also without i can get to our spoilers and stuff like that ultimately what i thought about free guy was like i didn't think it was original however i thought that it was I thought that it was done in a way that was extremely enjoyable to a mass audience and I'm part of mass audience and I did enjoy it. And I I, I really thought that, you know, what it did right was the little things. Uh, you know, there was little things that, that really made me appreciate that, you know, to the length that they would go to. And I, I think that like all everyone was perfectly cast in it. I think that it was that um, you know, I thought that Ryan Reynolds does his best Ryan Reynolds here. You know, he's just being Ryan Reynolds. And uh, you know, I, I thought that the supporting cast was great. I thought the villain was was great, all fucking Taika Watiti. It was it was I laughed a lot while watching this movie, and I know that that's what this movie was out to make me do. Uh, I I did think that there was a deeper story going on here, that they were just too afraid to go towards because they wanted to make sure that they kept this mass audience appeal to it and ended on a note where everybody could just go, yay, and leave the theater and feel really good about everything. And that's what this movie set out to do, and it did it great. However, that's not me. That's not my sensibilities. That's not what I like as as somebody. I would have liked them to take maybe a deeper turn here or there. Um, I do think that the movie, the plot, is somewhat derivative of something else that Zach Penn had penned himself, so... um and we'll get into that if you don't know Zach Penn was the writer the screenwriter behind ready player one and uh I'll start I'll start our spoilers uh by going through uh how similar to ready player one this movie was but uh given it a score man I'm gonna b plus I'm gonna say b plus I'm gonna say B plus I had I had a really fun with this movie I had a lot of fun with it really uh,
0: yeah I, I'm, a, I'm a b plus as well actually, oh, okay to be honest. see um, you seem
1: like you were so much more you're so much more on it but like because you had Oh, well, I am full I mean, disclosure. Full really disclosure. I have a text message score, where I you think. had a where you had a higher score for this movie.
0: So. No, I, I had an A minus. I it had did. originally had an A minus when I came out of the theater, and I sat with it, and it, it dropped down to a B plus, um, mainly because I think it's just not going to hold up and rewatchability. I, I think it does actually. I think enough, this is the type of movie there's enough, where like because there's just not enough weight behind yeah. it for me. Um, so
1: to me, one of the first things that I when I was watching it, I was just like, okay, so Lego movie right and the humor perhaps won't hold so up either, th- this so this movie reminded me first off the first thing it reminded me of before i even got into the ready player one thing was i was like it's lego movie right like lego movie follows you know chris pratt's character just waking up in the world and getting introduced to it and stuff like that and he's going through doing his mundane job and he's just like i can be so much more i can do so much more and i was like okay that's what free guy is lego movie and free guy they're both like the same shit, right? <laughs> and then I started drawing parallels to another movie and I was like, don't this ain't original at all, but it's still fun. You know what I mean? Like it's still mm. it's still fun and still well made. So like, you know. Extremely well yeah. made. Uh as, and, and and I think I was originally at a B, if I remember right. But like I thought it was B minus. No, I think I was at a B. But like what what raised it a little bit to a B plus was the fact that I was like, at least it's a new property. It's a new IP. At least it's at least it's something different
0: it's a new um, original idea yeah, yeah it's sure. not a sequel
1: to something it doesn't exist in something else's universe and i was like it deserves i think i think things deserve a little bit of credit for being that at least in today's day and age and you call they really do call me out for that if you will but i think i i, I do think that that deserves something uh so jay without 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 any further delay man let's get into some of our spoilers <music> Spoiler warning. Spoiler warning. Spoiler warning. All right, so I want to start uh, spoilers off, Jay. But well,
0: let me start off. Spoiler alert! I'm really pissed off that you and I grade a lot of current movies very similar nowadays. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so am I, but also that we ta- I really I really realized that we that. talk like, about them I'm differently. Like, like my review was mostly negative on it, but your review well, was like mostly positive, and we still came out with the same score. Where it's like, well,
0: because you, you're you you're able to break down the negatives because you're a gamer, I think, a little bit more. But at the same time, I think you also do appreciate the fact of my perspective where yeah. the positives of this movie. And, and that's mainly what I get from it. And for me, the negatives are mainly just the fact that I could tell, well, hence, yeah, it's not necessarily a, a my kind of movie. I think the longevity of it all, and I think the repeat viewing and comedy may not hold Look, up. I'll be honest, as strong This movie is
1: so generic. Like it's this movie's just generic,
0: right, right. And right. it's approach and, and to everything. And, and I think mainly my
1: they wanted to make sure that this all movie was for was, everybody. Everybody sure, could sure. pick this up. My like this is a movie I could show my mom, and she'd be like, "That was a lot of fun." You know what I mean, you know. Like
0: yeah. <laughs> my all factor was the execution. Right.
1: And my the daughter would watch this execution of this, this in was too. impressive like, to me. Like like and, and you're talking about like an age difference of like of like 6 to 60 where like th- this is the perfect Hollywood PG-13 generic movie where it's like everybody can pick this up and watch it. And it's like it's tough yeah. for me to poke holes in that because it's like yeah, it may not agree with my sensibilities, but it's still well made. So I can't knock it too much because it, they, yeah. they did a good job. They did, they, did, they did a good job at being generic, which is, again, what being middle class is all about. <laughs> just be <laughs> a good job at being generic. Uh, but I was drawing similarities to this movie between Free Guy and Ready Player One and also like a Lego movie. But, uh, but at least Free Guy and Ready Player One were both written by Zach Penn. Screenplays were. So here's just a quick rundown of some of the things that I found that were very similar. Now some of these are obviously are obvious like both take place in a video game world Duh. but both protagonists set off on a journey after they meet a girl both are about taking down douchebags that are part of an evil evil corporate entity uh, who are destroying a video game world uh, both protagonists rally the disenfranchised masses of their video game world gamers rising up to fight for social justice uh, both use weapons from pop culture in their fights both have a fight scene where the female protagonist and the male lead fight off bad guys while spinning in a circle and firing guns however this had a completely different tone than ready player one i will say that but um there is that moment in like ready player one where they're at the dance and stuff like that and she's asking him are you wearing a haptic suit and she's touching him all over and then the bad guys show up and they both immediately like lock their legs and twirl in a circle and start firing guns at bad guys this had that same scene in the warehouse where like she's on top of a motorcycle and she's like feeling him and she's like is that a glock in your pocket and he goes well yeah yeah it is and she pulls it out and then he spins the motorcycle in circles and she's firing at all the bad guys right. and i was like right. oh that is literally the same action set piece practically that you did in ready player one there you go zach penn uh however to be fair he's working with a similar medium and a similar type thing however i i did text you and I, I felt like this was ready player one fan fiction turned into a script like, this might have been an early draft of Ready Player One for Zach Ben. <laughs> I mean, in some ways, I do understand where you're coming from. He might have swapped um, Wade Watts out for an NPC-like guy, uh, and that's it. Like, what if, Wade, what if Wade Watts was an NPC instead of a real-world character? What if Parcival was the but NPC? But it's such
0: a world that I feel like, you know, you couldn't really quite say that without a doubt. No.
1: I'm pretty sure it's written by the same guy. I'm pretty sure, like, he was just like... It worked once. Let's make it work again. (laughs) Yeah,
0: but it's a world, you know, like, you know, worlds are going to be very similar to each other in that kind of way. I'm just saying. And I think. There's similarities. There's similarities. Uh, No, there is. Yeah, that's fine. But it's fine. I mean, because, again, in, in my mind, you
1: know there are a ton of similarities but they're completely different movies all okay, right let's run through some so of these he gets away with it. let's run through some of these Easter eggs real quick so uh Easter eggs when guy is fighting dude who is the Nega version of guy he's the big buff version uh also I really like the little touch of since guy was known as blue shirt guy around the world uh that dude had a tattoo of a blue shirt on his On his chest I did like that That was That that was fun However throughout the movie uh, We see Guy Employed the use of weapons Such as the portal gun From Portal The anti-gravity gun From Half-Life 2 The Rainbow Smash Axe From Fortnite The Mega Buster From Mega Man And the world Is littered with Scorpion tanks From Halo He also uses Cap's shield Hulk's fist And of course Because Disney uh, Purchased Fox During the middle of this They were able to Pull out a lightsaber Why not and I love, I love the, I love the pop the lightsaber got from the audience, and I don't mean the audience I was watching it with, yeah, from the people at home uh, for, watching for, it. For me, was the cap oh, shield. Moment. There's also, there's also uh, another, another thing that's similar uh, to Ready Player One. It's this fight for this video game world that's happening in real time, but it's being streamed across the world where real life people are watching it all go down and rooting for our protagonist, just like they were in Ready Player One. So third act is very very ready player one uh but all that stuff gets gets employed uh and that's one of the things that i really liked about the movie is just the way that it's able to like tap in to the culture that it's trying to to draw in like i say this is for a general audience but like a general audience isn't loving that shit the same way i'm loving that shit they're watching this and they're and they're just like okay i guess that's a thing that could happen but like when he pulls out cap shield now we're back to general audience. That's where like everybody's like, I get that reference, right? <laughs> it's like, it's like, yeah, it's like the Avengers. I understood, but I understood even that. that reference. Even had the,
0: the fucking music. Ugh. They did,
1: uh, and then also, uh, a lot of people were wondering. Uh, There's tons. Of, I think
0: I, I think I welled up when that fucking happened.
1: <laughs> did you really? <laughs> the, oh, when yeah, it played the When it played the first Avengers score, that's awesome. All right, of course. Uh, so. Uh, we, everyone was wondering all the cameos in the movie. Like we know, you know, we, we know that Chris Evans was in it, and we'll talk about his cameo in a little bit. But, um, people were wondering, well, wait, Hugh Jackman's big friends with uh with Ryan Reynolds. Who was he in this movie? Channing Tatum was a cameo. Who's Hugh Jackman? Hugh Jackman was the masked guy in the very beginning of the movie. Uh, who gives Maltov girl the map? He's masked. Masked, of course. He doesn't. He doesn't, he doesn't show himself. Uh So shortly after Guy dons the sunglasses uh, over his shoulder, you can see a power-up on the floor that says a "blatant product placement," and it's in the shape of a liquor bottle, which is clearly a nod to Ryan Reynolds' own gin company, Aviation Gin. Uh, Naturally, the fictional city of Free City is based on Grand Theft Auto's Liberty City. However, it was not filmed in New York like Liberty City was based on. This was filmed in Boston. It was filmed in Boston. There's multiple Deadpool posters and action figures that you can see in the background. And finally, Ryan Reynolds realized that Chris Evans was in town while filming in Boston, called him up and said, would you like to do a cameo in this movie? And he said, absolutely if you can get me out of there in and out of there in 10 minutes so the whole crew got together they had everything set up they were ready to go chris evans just gonna pop in do his line pop out under 10 minutes and ryan reynolds got it done in seven <laughs> uh and boom chris evans is playing uh he was filming um Defending Jacob at the time. And he's literally the guy who watches Guy pull out the Captain America shield, block dude's you know final blow to him. And he goes, oh, shit. <laughs> Which is one of the few curse words in the movie. Uh, all that stuff geeked me out. So uh, it, it definitely elevates my score when I see stuff like that. Um, you know, I, I, I think like, you know, I say like the ending. Like there's a lot of plot points in this movie that were very telegraphed. I knew where this movie was going, right? Like, I heard her get off the laptop and say, like, she's actually working on a court case, right? She's suing these people, right? And then we see the IG interview with her and Joe Keery, and, and they're talking about their game, like, you know, life itself and stuff like that. And I was like, cool. So she's suing this big corporation, uh, and she was developing a game with them. This big corporation bought their game and then used its engine to build this game, Free City, which means that uh, if they're... If their NPCs were supposed to work like AI and gain true experience and, and develop and evolve based on that, that means that guy has that code stored in him, which would then make him evolve and grow as the movie goes along. And eventually he will become the proof that their game exists inside this game, which means that they are owed you know, back pays and royalties and they would win their court case. And I was like, I I figured that all out. Right after that IGN interview, when they talked about that stuff, <laughs> I was like, all right, I know where this movie's going. I get it. I got it. Mm. Done. Check out the big brain on bread. You're a smart motherfucker. That's right. I didn't get all the nits. I didn't get all the nooks and crannies, all the, you know, all the kibbles and bits. I didn't get them all in there, but I figured a movie out. I was done.
0: Oh, good for you. <laughs>
1: uh, it was very telegraphed. And I was like, yeah, that's fine. That's, I mean, that's fine. Like I said, general audience movie. We're not trying, we're not trying to blow minds. We're not trying to, to, to overly impress, but we're just really trying to fucking entertain the shit out of people. And they did that in spades. In spades. Anything else spoilery that you would like to discuss about Free Guy? Uh,
0: uh, No, I don't think so. I think, you know, it was one of those things that, no, I'm good. I I think it's, how about about the ending? Joe Keary
1: getting a girl, right? And, uh, and and guy getting but his was, best friend but, who sacrificed himself for him back and him and dude are now also best friends and we're getting a sequel to this movie and i'm just like what the conflict for the sequel
0: <laughs> the whole point is he is joe Keery's character like that like that's the whole thing like you know he had to get the girl because joe Keery is guy you know in real form so it's kind of the whole point. I like, guess. He is essentially uh, the main. He's actually the lead actor of this whole movie, technically.
1: Yeah, and uh, you know what? He did a fantastic job. I still, I still really enjoy. I think Joe so. Carey. I can't wait for season four of Stranger Things because Joe Carey did an interview where people asked whether uh, whether we'll get more of Babysitter Steve and, and Dusty's relationship, and he said, "Oh, season four is very heavily Steve and Dusty based. Like they are essentially the main characters." And I was like, "Yes, yeah. yes." <laughs> Uh, they they know how to milk they know it. how to milk it for sure uh you know look free guy like i said it's already disney's already said it's going to be getting a sequel i don't think i like this movie enough to be like man i really want a sequel i want to see where i go with this i don't care
0: no i agree with that i really don't either because this is not th- honestly b- okay so before i saw even when i saw the trailer I did not care about this movie whatsoever. No, I think we both. Wow I think we
1: both. So th- I, th- I think that's the thing that surprised me the most was the fact that like I didn't give a flying fuck about this movie. I didn't want to see this movie really. Um, I thought this movie was going to be garbage. Honestly, early buzz yeah. and you telling me about. I never read any early buzz, but you telling me it was getting good early buzz is what made yeah. me go out there and see this movie.
0: Yeah. No. But without a doubt, I could have easily. It's also not killing it in a box on office movie. right
1: now. So uh but nothing is right now. So it's not it's it's not it's not a fault of free guy that it's not killing it in the box office right now. It's it's just that's just where we are, you know. It, it grossed uh, you know 30 uh dollars so far. Um and right. it's opening weekend it only got just under 30 million, 28 million in the US. Its worldwide gross is just over is just under 60 million. So like I said it's not killing it not killing it. Yeah, and I you know, and, and again But I, in a healthier market, this is a good buzz movie that'll get people into the theaters multiple weekends to 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 boost sure. this movie's numbers. This and the Suicide Squad. Uh, and I'm and I'm seeing it a
0: second time, so I'll be helping that gross um um in theaters. So like I, I don't know. I mean, I think it's um you know, it's it's one of those classic like new science fiction-y kind of like action fun comic movies. Not
1: comic, but like video game, movie type inspired things. That's Jay's. That's Jay's new genre. It's science fictiony, comic booky, video game esque comedy. <laughs> it's it's
0: it's not a natural world type movie. <laughs>
1: Fair enough. Fair enough. Like
0: But I I had a lot of fun. Honestly, with it. I think, it was one of I think those we've talked about it. I think
1: we've talked about Free Guy a little yeah, bit too much. I think we've given it too much credit. So. Um, I think so. I, I think actually so. want to go back and rescore it now. But no, no. <laughs> now B plus is where I stand because it's. It's it's general audience nature was was just was just the right amount where it 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 hit it hit it hit just the right amount of depth, it, yeah. But you know it, it was very shallow, but it hit just the right amount of depth for it to for you know for it to be worth the checkout. I mean you know obviously I I don't think people should see this in the theaters though. I'll be honest, I don't think this is a theater movie. I don't think you need to run out there and go see this in the theaters. I think you can wait for a streaming service for this.
0: I don't think you need to, but I think if you had the option, go see it in theaters. Yeah,
1: I mean, versus whatever else is out there now. If you've already seen the rest of the stuff, go see it for sure. But um, if you were on the fence about it and you're like, "I'm not really," I don't think this movie's worth the risk. You're right; it's not. (laughs) It's not. It's fine. It's fun. It's a lot of fun. And well, you can't stream it. You can't stream it
0: anywhere. So I do think you should go to the theaters and see it. No, you can't. I do. Fair enough. That's where
1: you and I differ.
0: All right. I do. I I think so. I'm a a big believer in that. So
1: that's going to do it for Super Movie Bros this week. Remember that if you want to share another movie fact with us, you can reach out to us on our email that's super movie bros podcast at gmail.com or you can hit us up on the hotline which is what i'd prefer to do so i can play your voicemails and that is 267-590-9042 you don't just have to leave us facts you can just shoot the shit tell us whatever you want us to hear and we will play it on the show uh you can also respond to us on our social media you can respond to me on twitter at, at supermovie pod or on my instagram smb dave on there jay where can people find you
0: Yep, you can reach me on Instagram, Super Movie Bros, and on Twitter, J underscore SMB.
1: And, of course, we are part of a network. We are part of the Age of Radio Podcasting Network. So make sure you head over to ageofradio.org. There you can check out all the great shows that are part of the Age of Radio Podcasting Network, as well as check out the Super Movie Bros page where you'll get a handy-dandy little media player that will allow you to binge all Super Movie Bros episodes. You just hit play on one. It will play through all of them. And then, uh, of course, if you want to catch some of our pre-roll content, catch some of that discussions that me and Jay are kind of like alluding to here on the show but not really getting into, head over to patreon.com slash bros podcast there you can check out all the stuff that's available for just as little as one dollar a month and we're still looking for reviews so that's uh you know apple podcast leave us a review i honestly don't like the apple podcast app anymore i think that they've made podcasts much harder to follow and find and uh when you subscribe to them it it, it just it's just a mess i've actually been using spotify recently for my podcast but hey that's just me If you're using Apple Podcasts and you haven't left us a review, write us a review. We'll read it on the show. I want to thank all of you guys for listening. Have a great one. Cheers. Cheers.
0: Also, do you see that guy's dick? No, it's like a porcelain, white, fucking hairless thing. Well,
1: I mean, I I trim mine. Hold on. I trim mine. Yeah, but
0: you zoom in on that thing, there is not even a scrape of like- No,
1: no, Jay, I didn't zoom in on
0: it. Jay, I didn't
1: fucking zoom in on this. He
0: must be a blonde. That's that's all I got to say. He must be a blonde.
1: I didn't zoom in on this random fucking cock shot that I got, but I got to tell you, it was, it was, I, I was not happy when i got that i was like oh, i didn't ask for this or was like, and then that's immediately when i was like so you felt like a
0: girl you, you understand uh, what girls feel like though i mean it's it's definitely not my dick but like it's one of those things i know where it's like, not your jay i know it's not your dick
1: i've, se- I've, I've seen your i've seen you're like lauren
0: is this jay's dick <laughs> uh, no
1: i mean no i was like i know it's not your dick because i've seen your dick through little gold shorts that you wore to fucking broken gawa and i know i just no I way
0: that. you can see my dick in that fucking shorts I gotta gauge for size, buddy. I gotta gauge for size. First of all, that first of the all I'm, oh, all right, two things. Two two things. Those this is all going at the end had, of the show, by the way. Those, the, <laughs> those shorts <laughs> those, the those the shorts, shorts had zero flexibility. So it was like smashed. J- smashed on her. And I've then, also seen you in then,
1: Speedos. I've also seen you in bike shorts. There's nothing there's right. nothing below your waist to impress. It's, it's the same it's, it's the saying. same
0: thing. It's the same thing. Same thing. Uh, actually, maybe there's three things. Three.
1: Jim, that's... down. Two. I'm not, t- two, I'm not two, saying you're small. Two, dude, I'm, a, I'm a grower, a not dick? a shower. I'm a grower, not a shower. Are you trying to make me think you have a big dick? And, Does it and matter three, if your friend... Like, three, I don't care if you have a big dick or not. It doesn't matter to me.
0: And three, I will be the first one to admit, I do not have large balls. Like They're just oh like there. They don't hang. Jake, no,
1: like- no one cares about the size of your dick. Most women don't even care about the size of your dick. They care that it works right. and that you use it well. And that's it. I
0: know. But I'm, I'm just, just saying. But I'm just I've, saying. I've, I've just seen saying. your
1: bulge. It doesn't impress anybody. I know. <laughs> so that dick pic that we got in our no, email, I'm aware. I'm aware. I knew that it wasn't you because Yeah, that but that dick pic is hard because that was impressive and yours isn't.
0: <laughs> yeah, but but this isn't like a normal dick. This is hard dick. This isn't like soft dick, like bulge dick. This is this is this is hard dick.
1: Oh shit. You uh, who get, are you try-
0: this is what I get frustrated with. Like people like get all hyped <laughs> up on like trying? growers and showers. Like look, who are
1: showers you trying to impress showers. Sh- the show- best part is showers this is are not going people. out to people. Showers this is only are both
0: people. It's and just and growers
1: and you. are it's just me and you. No, this isn't going uh, It doesn't matter. People. It doesn't this is matter. Just me. I have to prove my point. Why, no. do you, why do you care what I think of your dick? I'm never going to touch it. I'm never going <laughs> to suck it. I'm never going to be in the presence of it while well, it's hard. I don't care. You don't know.
0: We might be locked in a jail set together. I'm <laughs> desperate. I don't know. <laughs> but no, the point is, growers have probably weaker bulges than the showers. The showers have the better bulges. This guy's dick is obviously hard. So it's misleading. Don't
1: be misled, David. This is a hard deck. It's not soft. Jay, this conversation is misleading. I think you care way too much about what I think of your deck. I don't. Right, I'm just making up. a point.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Human Affairs. This one is a story. All you gotta do is head on over to Kickstarter.com and type in the Department of Meta Human Affairs or DMA and check it out right
0: now.